0: The Daily Tap is live for Friday. It is May 5th. We're going to talk fact or fiction with Mike Budenholzer's firing. Some of the things that have came out already. We'll discuss it all about Bud's dismissal. We'll also do the Wisconsin Importance Rankings for the month of May. And then we will do some Brewers Golden Kegs for their brutal series against the Colorado Rockies, if time permits. If not... We will kick that to Monday and we'll just do the whole, whole uh, road trip. Hopefully the Brewers have have a lot better success this weekend in San Francisco. Before we get going, just a reminder to follow us along on social media. Tap the Keg on Twitter. Tap the Keg Sports on Instagram as well as TikTok. We put up a great TikTok today about the Packers starting a fraternity with their top draft picks, Luke Van Ness, Tucker Craft, Luke Musgrave, go look at that one, like that one. I'm going to try to get that up on the Instagram before I go golfing uh, today. KBD, but MBD. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but follow along. Also, make sure that you're subscribed to this podcast. Uh, if you're not, if you're joining us for however however you got here, right? Uh, new follower, uh, you kind of have seen the name around, people have suggested it to you. Um, join us on Apple, join us on Spotify, wherever else you get podcasts. You also, if you already are subscribed, you know the deal. You know what I always tell you. Throw it in the group chat. Get this Bud reaction a little bit different than what you're going to hear in the national media today. A little bit different than what you'll hear from Sports Talk Radio. Although I know Sports Talk Radio, they it pains them to talk about the Milwaukee Bucks on a random Friday. Uh, so, And we'll see what kind of boilerplate topics they have for us. But I'm telling you you're not going to get as good as what we're doing here today. So make sure you're dropping those in the group chats for your friends, for your family and anybody else. I was going to say for your, for your dogs, but I don't think your dogs are in group chats. I it'd be, be kind of cool to be on a group chat with your dog, right? Uh, if, I think if I was on one with mine, uh, she would just be like, Hey, let's go outside chief. Like, let's, let's go. Um, currently right now uh i don't you get, for those who've listened to the show i've mentioned this before when i do podcasts late at night um, i was at war with my dog for a while adjusting to the new house and she would just knock out and then she would like and there's something there's a door that kind of triggers her for some reason and she gets up and today i tried to open the door and was like hey let's go out and she was being real lazy had no interest so there is a chance that I have to stop this podcast that you won't hear because that the beauty of editing and I have to run up and go let my dog out but we'll see. Um, so yeah, it's yeah, I hope that she's not scared of that that noise anymore because that noise was a quick trigger. She's up. She's good to go. she's a Stubborn dog. She's a lazy dog. Uh, so uh, let's, let's hope let's hope that we, uh, we're not dealing with yet another cold war with me and my dog. But anyways, uh, that's the type of stuff you get when you're taping a podcast at 12:30 at night. But that I do it for people. I know there are morning commuters. I know you need your bug content. Uh, I've, I've seen some other people criticize much bigger podcasts where like, I can't believe this podcast isn't up at 6 6 am for our commute. And I don't want to do that to people. I do it every now and again sometimes life gets in the way i've what i've said a lot of times is like if i did this is my only thing this would doubt i would make sure that you always had a podcast in the morning like brew a cup of coffee i'd stay up late whatever but since this isn't my full-time job unfortunately um, i do have to get my beauty sleep but with the day off tomorrow i was like fuck it let's let it spin especially when we're talking about mike Boonholzer. all right Way too much uh, on the open there. But yeah, Mike Bootholzer fired as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. The Tapping the Keg podcast curse remains strong. Uh, for those who are new to the program, Mitch and I had this innate ability to, you know, do a podcast. and The next day, a big story break. Uh, we're, it's just, we're really good at it. And we've done it. It's happened a lot. Um, the best example, I think, or maybe my favorite one, one I always go back to, is when we did when we do once a week, right? And I wasn't doing the dailies, and Mitch and I were doing like a trade deadline preview. And this was, we were young bucks, man. And before we, we really understood like the podcast game and understood like timing and approach and all this other shit. And we do this whole pod and we're talking about how the bucks are going to be quiet, the bucks aren't going to do anything. And then they trade for Michael Carter-Williams. It's this massive like, trade deadline for the Milwaukee Bucks. And our whole podcast is fucking garbage. It's just thrown thrown directly in the trash. Like Ron Swanson grabbing the computer and throwing it out in the trash. That is exactly what that podcast was. And since then, we've had a few moments. It, has, it's, it hasn't has happened in a while. Uh, but this now is the newest version uh, with Mike Boonholzer exiting after we had done a lot on the coaching staff yesterday. Uh, so go back and listen to that and compliment here uh, with my ramblings and then with that. Mike is gone. Uh, I'm not really that surprised. I felt like the Bucs had to make a move here and they did. And Mike Boonehoser is no longer the coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think you know we've seen the NBA become more like hockey and more like Premier League soccer where it's, it's really what have you done for me lately. I mean, a guy can win the Premier League or win the Champions League, and then he's out of a job in two years if the team's struggling, right? They'll sack his ass, as they say overseas or in the NHL. Guy can win the Stanley Cup, or guy can get there, and then a couple years later, the thing you know things aren't going well, and they just release a guy. And partly due to the fact that these guys all cycle. Like Lindy Ruff is still in the fucking fucking NHL. Peter Laviolette, I don't know where he's coaching, but he's there. I guarantee you. You just pick. Darryl Sutter got fired twice now by the Calgary Flames. Calgary Flames have hired Darryl Sutter twice and two times over they have fired his ass which is incredible and that's just how it goes and Mike Boodles are gonna get a job like don't get me wrong right I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Boodles are, you know coaches the Cleveland Cavaliers honestly uh, J.B. Bickerstaff still has a job um, no word on if J.B. Bickerstaff's gonna exit I actually think this if you are you know hoping jb bigger staff gets fired which is how some uh twitter follower i our twitter guy i follow uh say that like i don't think jb's getting fired i think jb's staying because everyone's gonna want the buck's job or the Cavs job unless you think like you can bring bud in there and i think that young team i think they they would succeed uh with mike Budenholzer, but maybe bud takes a year off and then he looks looks to Grand pastures i i suggested to miss yesterday like why wouldn't Bud be the heir apparent to the San Antonio Spurs? Now maybe that's Becky Hammond, uh, maybe that's somebody else, but I, I look at that and like, why wouldn't Pop just give the give the keys to Mike and let Mike take over and and be the next generation of, of a Spurs coach and with a young roster where which he really excels at and really is good at and has worked with a freak athlete like Giannis and what Webby If the Spurs get Webby what that would be. So I don't know it'll be interesting to see um i don't know if we'll hear from boot holzer for a couple weeks right dealing with the death of his brother uh i I think it's going to be something that we will get a big piece um it won't be like the dick sucking piece Seth davis wrote about steve Wojciechowski, but it will be a very pro bud article i don't know if it's gonna be woj woj doesn't really write articles anymore i don't think shams is more a players guy i'm trying to think who writes this article Maybe it's Chris Mannix, uh, who I like, but I I just couldn't see Chris Mannix, right? David Aldridge wrote actually a really good piece about the Bucs failing today. And it was kind of poetic that he had George Carl as like the quotes because George Carl had some massive collapses. And George Carl, after they had lost, you know, to the Los Angeles Lakers in the first round, the second straight year. And this was after the collapse year, if you remember, uh, if you're not a 90s hoop, hoop fan, the the Supersonics lost in 94 in the first round to the Nuggets, considered one of the biggest upsets in NBA playoff history. And the following year, that's, that Sonics team was still pretty good. And they would then lose in the first round to the Los Angeles Lakers. I think three games to one to Nick Van Axel led Kenosha legend, uh, Los Angeles Lakers. And George Carl says in that piece, he's like, I can't believe I didn't get fired. Like, credit to the GM, stuff like that. I think in today's NBA, he would have been fired. There's no way. I don't even know if he keeps his job after, you know, the first round. And so you could say, well, the Bucs should have patience. The Bucs should give it time. I do not think uh, that you could sell this to your fan base. Um, And we'll start there from a fact and fiction and kind of just go through, you know, some of the stuff that's been floating around. Uh, I don't think the Bucs could run back. I don't think the Bucs could sell that to their fan base. They are pretty well revered in terms of fan appreciation right uh it's a opposite end of the spectrum thing uh with the milwaukee brewers although i I feel like the brewers thing has gotten a little bit better i haven't checked in on attendance numbers probably shouldn't do that actually not a bad thing to do next week might be a segment there Uh, but like i just don't think the bucks could run it back i don't think you could sell that to your franchise i don't think the franchise would believe that i think there would be the thought that you're holding Giannis back that Giannis you need to see Giannis Kubo with another coach and that Bud has taken you this far, but he can't take you across the finish line, which is multiple championships. That there are more faults than there are successes. I know what happened in 2021. You don't need to remind me. I was there for it. But you can make the case that Kevin Durant's foot, if he just is two inches more, it's A, one of the worst losses of my entire life, and I'm probably still not over it. And then, B, Mike Boodlezer was out of a job maybe then, You know, right? They were talking about hiring Rick Carlisle. That was the rumor. That was very talked about. Like, that wasn't something that was just Bucks fans shouting on Twitter. It was Bill Simmons, Ryan Russillo, other people saying, like, Rick Carlisle is coming to the Bucs. And then Kevin Durant's foot steps on the line. The Bucks play the Hawks. They get in. They beat the Suns. And I, I thought the Suns, you know – that you can't, like, discount that. You can discount the Hawks thing. But even the Hawks one, like, Giannis gets hurt in that series. Bucks had to win the last two games without Giannis on Takubo. They did. And that is credit to Mike Boonholzer. But also, their, their awards. Mike Boonholzer was the guy who the Bucks were up 2-0 to, to the Toronto Raptors. Granted, that was a young team that didn't really know better, right? They were up 2-0 to that Raptors team. They had blown them out in that second game. Uh, it looked like the Bucks were going to sweep the Raptors, honestly. And they were up. The game goes to overtime. The game was a double overtime, and the Milwaukee Bucks lose. And then the Milwaukee Bucks would lose again. They would lose uh, again in Game Five at home. I was in Sacramento, California for that. I got into a fight with my wife. Now that girlfriend after that game because uh, we went out to dinner because it was like West Coast time and. I was just fucking hot, and I was just mad about it. And she's like, "I don't understand it. Can you enjoy dinner?" And I'm like, "No, I just want, I just want to be around Mitch. Like, I just need to bitch." And like, I was just mad. Like, and she's like, "Well, go on vacation with fucking Mitch then." <laughs> like, fair point. Like, again, it was years ago. I was a little, a little more dumb than than I am today. Um, I guess that would be dumber. Would probably be the better grammatical term there. But yeah, and they lose. They lose in six. They, they lose to Raptors in Toronto, uh, and then in 2020, say what you will about the bubble. Uh, the bubble was a unique experience. Giannis was not mentally there, uh, but I don't think Mike Budholzer got his guys ready for the bubble, um, and I think you saw coaching in that, right? I mean, you could say it's a Mickey Mouse title for the Lakers, but Frank Vogel was a pretty good coach. Eric Swolstra, pretty good coach. Those guys were were tacticians. They didn't play random. They knew that they had to do a little bit more coaching. And Mike Boonezer did it. And I think the other part about Bud, in terms of you can't run it back, is he was really bad at not recognizing red flags. Like, there were red flags that, that first lost to Orlando in the bubble, which was stunning. Remember, Orlando, I think, is a 15-point underdog, and they won that game. It was like a mid-afternoon game, too. Like, I was working at the time. Like, I was just I you couldn't believe it. It was crazy. And then they barely kind of hold on. I think they barely hold on in game two. I'd have to check that. But Bud didn't realize that. Bud let Jimmy Butler just go all the way off. Mitch brought up a good point about, you know, we got beat by Grant Williams last year, and they adjusted it to let the star player go off. But Jason Tatum went off in game six. If you cut off Jason Tatum, Bucks might sneak that game out and advance to the Eastern Conference Finals. I just look at it and say that bud did not did not try to deviate off the red flags and i think that drove the fan base crazy and i i, I would have to imagine it drove the front office nuts that the front office was like all right they're stubborn ass Bud. we can't really change his mind and i i really am curious i don't know if we'll ever get this story but i'm really curious how much like the sort of shrugging off of the death and just saying, I can go through this, really played into it. And I know that sounds kind of cruel and insensitive, but let's be real. You're not necessarily thinking about X's and O's when you're dealing with your brother's death, right? Even if you're not that close with him, you're still dealing with it. Like my dad, who's not necessarily Mr. Fuzzy over here. He's like 70 years old, he's a hard ass. I made that same comment to him and he like interrupted me. He's like, No, you're feeling that one. You're feeling that. So Bud needed to take a take a step back, at least for that that fourth game. And I think that sticks out to not only Bucks fans, but I think the organization. And they were like, All right, again, you weren't there, you weren't there for our team in the way we needed you to be. We're really sorry this happened, but we just can't move forward. And you can't run it back with this version. And I, I think that's something that has become abundantly clear, that the Bucks are gonna need to reconfigure their roster, which is another story for another time. And they're going to need to, you know, look at a new style of coaching and make sure that whatever coach it is, they are ready to work with Giannis Antetokounmpo and make Giannis Antetokounmpo an even better player. Let's not forget, Doug Collins didn't get Michael Jordan to a championship, but Doug Collins got Michael Jordan pretty far. And then Phil Jackson took it to another level. Yes, Giannis got a title in 2021 with Mike Budholzer, so the comparison's not perfect. But what's to say that a, a new coach could get you know Giannis even further? So we'll have to see. Other things in terms of the fact and fiction. I, I mean, I think we covered it, that it was time. I think that's a fact. We, it's, we we went over that, but it's it was the time to do this. And the Bucks, you know, they pulled the trigger and they pulled it, I wouldn't say fast. Like, I, I know there were some people like, why did you do this now as, you know, he's dealing with the death of his brother, you're piling it on. As people have said, he's, he's a rich man. Like, if he's managing his money, he's okay. He's gonna be all right. I think he has like two years, $60 million left on his deal. He's gonna get that paid out too. That's going to help. Uh, I do think the fiction part of that it was just the Heat series that did him in. No. It was what we just talked about. It was you only took him so far. You couldn't carry him across the across the multiple championship bridges. And you want multiple championships with an elite talent like Giannis Antetokounmpo. And you had to try something else. And I think everyone is pretty okay with that. And... I think you look at it in that sense and know that it, it's not just the Miami Heat series. I think the Heat series plays a part, right? Yeah, I don't know, does Bud lose his job if they lose to the Knicks in round two? Probably. I, I honestly I do. I, it was championship or bust. There were people that wanted to be Bud gone in 2021, as we just mentioned. So when you don't have a ton of room for error and you have the best player in the NBA in the smallest market... You have to produce. And the Bucs didn't do that. And there you have it. And that's why you know Mike Budholzer doesn't have a job right now. But I don't think it's just the Miami series. I think it's the sum of all parts. And I think the Miami series was the final nail in the coffin. And was the final one that sort of just sealed his fate. And was like, alright, we're, we're done here. If they make the Eastern Conference Finals and lose to Boston or Philadelphia, is Bud still a coach next year? Probably. I think it would infuriate a lot of fans, but I, I think Bud's still there. I don't think the Bucs would get rid of him. there would be a ton of Mike Budenholzer, Mike McCarthy comparisons. So I think we've saved ourselves from that, which is good. But yeah, they would have pulled the trigger. They wouldn't have pulled the trigger in that scenario. So you could argue that yes, the Miami Heat series was like the reason he was fired, quote unquote. But it, there was way more to that, and there are way more layers to that onion uh, if you start peeling it back. Other fiction stuff. The Giannis clock begins now. I haven't listened to Bill Simmons. I like Bill Simmons a lot. He's honestly the guy I look up to maybe the most. But I noticed that in his pod description, he talked about the Giannis clock. Giannis is two years away from free agency. He was talking with uh, Wozni Lambert, who has some good takes. But let's be honest, he's a big, he's a media market guy. He's a national media market type, and. Big Waz is likely gonna, you know, talk about how oh maybe this makes Giannis to Miami a reality or Giannis to LA, and here we fucking go again. That's fiction, man. Giannis wants to be in Milwaukee, all right. Giannis has I don't think has any sort of big market aspirations. Could a new coach push Giannis out potentially? Yeah, if they have friction. Like, I think it's really important that Giannis and the Kumbo. Signs off on the next coach, like I, I think he needs to be consulted, and I know that that is maybe a little too far in the player empowerment's category, but you need to you need to make that a thing, and Giannis should give his sign off on whatever you know decision is being made here, and so I I am all for that idea, but I'm all against the idea that all this, this makes Giannis immediately vulnerable that teams could poach onto the kumbo i don't think we're there just yet if the bucks struggle with the new coach next year yeah there's going to be conversations it's going to start i think there is a thought that the bucks aren't going to win title next year because year one of a head coach is not usually the best i think that's fucking bullshit i will be 100% honest with you steve kerr won a title year one with the Golden State Warriors you're like yeah it's the Warriors but yeah it's the fucking Bucks, all right like we've been honest with the Cuba and uh, that should that should happen MAU Udoka last year with the Boston Celtics he got them to the finals yes they didn't win I understand that but they got to the finals and I think even if the Bucks wouldn't win the finals you still got there and I, I think that still matters this was always my argument with the Aaron Rodgers stuff right where I would be like, Roger just got to a couple more. I think the legacy conversation with Aaron Rodgers is entirely different. So I, I just I think that that's worth that's worth noting, right? Like you have to you have to at least consider that, and it's not unrealistic to think the next books coach can't win a championship next year. Um, and I mean, Kerr, I mean, is a is really a great example, right? Like. He won three out of four in the first three years of his tenure. So don't give me that that can't happen with the next guy that's taking over the Bucs. I should also probably say next guy or girl because there's a lot of Becky Hammond discussion. Uh, but I, I do want to have like this honest Becky Hammond discussion. We're not going to have it today. But I, I do I do want to have it because I, I think there's a little more, more meat to that than I think Bucks fans want to admit. Um, so but we'll we'll get to that on another day, maybe maybe Monday. I haven't decided exactly uh, what we're gonna do. Uh, let's see. Other fact. I have one more fact before we we wrap this up. Put a book on a bow on it. Bud is the best Bucks coach of all time. I think that is a hundred percent true. I think my Boonholzer it deserves all the credit. He deserves all the appreciation for what he did for this organization that cannot be understated even if people like me who joined the fire about bandwagon light i i still never i still don't doesn't mean that i don't appreciate what he did and what he built and how he has built this and i think there will be a part of me that wonders you know all the what ifs that we just discussed and had a time to build his legacy. But the fact that there are many missed opportunities, 2022 notwithstanding, I think the thing that I brought up, I forget what podcast I did. I think it was Wednesday when I did solo, where I was like, do we realize that maybe that Heat matchup would have actually been not as sunshine and rainbows as we think it would have been? Uh, but like, I, I do want to appreciate Mike Bunuelzer. And I do think at some point, you know, he will come back just like George Carl did and he will be revered in that sense. And I just think the Bucs and him, maybe, maybe not more him, maybe the Bucks more than himself, knew it was time. Like, it, you know, mutually pardoned ways and then saying, oh, I got fired. It's, it's two different things. Mike or you know, comes out three weeks from now and says, yeah, no, I told them I was, I was kind of done, I was burned out. Death of my brother really affected me. And I needed a year off. And I knew they couldn't wait. And they I don't want them to waste any time with the honest And we moved on. Uh, but I think the fact that, you know, it, it t- everything runs its course, man. And Bud ran his. And it was complete. And there was nothing really new. They tried a different combination of guys this year and failed. Now... Is John Horst in danger of losing his job? No, I don't think so. But I do think this is a massive offseason for John, which we'll talk about here shortly. And I do think you have to nail the hire. And I do think you have to figure out exactly, you know, how to blend this team. How to make a team that is A, connected, B, has a mix of old guys and young guys, and C has an offense built for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mike Boonholzer's offense was built for Mike Boonholzer. Let's not let's not sugarcoat sure this here. It, and I, again, I wasn't I wasn't a big anti-Bug guy until the, the Heat collapse. So I'm not trying to say that as a dig. But let's be real. It was not built for Giannis Antetokounmpo. Defense wise, maybe was built for Brook Lopez, and that again raises some questions. Does Brook Lopez come back? See one of the people that sacrifices. I don't know. It wasn't exactly built for Brooke Lopez, right? You know, there's not plays where it's like, this is for Brooke. Um, you know, so we're all clear here. But yeah, it's um, it's a sad day, honestly. Uh, but the Bucks Bucks move up. And we'll, we'll sort of see, see where they go from here. I think the coaching carousel is extremely interesting. Uh, we're going to, I think, going to do a big thing on Monday. Whether it's just me or Mitch and me on just all the candidates and review their profiles kind of go through their resumes and sort of see what what you know we're hyped about and what we're kind of not Uh, because i do think that there needs to be a discussion around becky hammond i'm not gonna lie to you i think that there needs to be more than just it's cool to hire a woman we will talk about the coaching carousel uh monday show and kind of go through it and have a uh have a good, hard conversation about everybody. Everybody that might be mentioned, and I'm sure there'll be some leaks. Uh, what's interesting is uh, Adrian Wojnarowski was like the Bucks are going to take their time on this. We don't know how serious that is or not. And then also added that coaches that are right now under contract could be potentially available for the Milwaukee Bucks. So who does that mean? So we'll have to go through that list. I mean, they're obviously the pie in the sky names. A lot of people started floating out a Mike Boone or uh, Greg Popovich rumor, which was wild um, to think about. Um, And then I saw someone else who floated out a Steve Kerr rumor. We're really going to get nuts because the Warriors, Bob Myers, probably leaving, probably going to L.A. Um, And that might mean Kerr also wants to leave. But I don't know why would you want to leave Steph Curry. Not sure. So yeah, it's going to get nutty here um, in the next few weeks. And we'll, we'll see how it all transpires. Moving on to the Wisconsin importance rankings. Uh, this is something we do every month. Uh, we're actually a little late on it. Um, and we're only going to do five. We've done 10 in the past. Um, you know, the month of May is not as exciting as we thought it would be. Uh, we thought we would have playoff basketball through the entire month. And now we don't. Personally, I have a very busy May. Um, Not that you care about me. I've told a lot of personal stories already on this podcast. But my May is fucking jam-packed. So there is a part of me that is happy I don't have to exactly deal with sports. And I know that sounds bad. And maybe I should put myself sixth on the list of importance rankings. Because, yeah, everything's freed up. I like... I have a Kentucky Derby party on Saturday. It's gonna be a blast. I can't wait for it. But we the start time was two thirty. Guess when the Heat and Knicks are playing two thirty. I mean, would they have the Bucs game on? Yes. Would it would it be enjoyable to watch with the people? I yeah, I watch Marquette games with these guys all the time. That said, I I still <laughs> I still did not necessarily need that stress. And I don't know if anyone needs to see me motherfucking about the Milwaukee Bucks you know, in, in that variety. Uh, and yeah. And then next week's my wife's birthday and their, you know, mother's day and then I have a wedding the following weekend. Like I am free of all sports. I just had the brewers and I'll keep an eye on them. Of course. Um, we'll try to do reviews for all it as, as we always do. Unfortunately, Mike Wootenholzer <laughs> getting fired right as the brewers lost, uh, was not, not, you know, recommended, uh, not what I wanted, but yeah, let's dive into these important trainings for the month of May. That is not as exciting as we thought it would be. Uh number one's Bucks front, front office. Uh, you know, I know what I just said about what well, was saying they're gonna take their time, but I would have to imagine that this front office is going to be hard at work all month long and trying to figure out who is that right candidate for the job. What what does that candidate entail? What do, you know, what do they want? Um, you know, obviously we talked about Becky Hammond a little bit, uh, Charles Lee, Nick Nurse, uh, uh, Kenny Atkinson, uh, Mike D'Antoni maybe, Sam Cassell I've seen thrown around from some people. Uh, you know, they're, and if you're then going to go to the Woj rumors of, you know, they're going to try to get somebody out of their contract, would they try to get Darvin Ham? I mean, remember, Darvin Ham was extremely close with Giannis Kumbo and darvin ham was a bud guy uh but i don't think he actually coaches like bud um i i when i watch the lakers i'm not like oh that's a carbon copy taylor jenkins coaches more like bud in my opinion um if you know if we're, we're looking at the two but would darvin ham really leave the lakers for the bucks that would be like the ultimate like fuck you to the to the media markets like that i, I would love that. Like. I'm not exactly sold on Darvin Ham. I mean, I think he plays his guys a little bit too much, honestly. Uh, but I still would, would be okay with it. And he's done a great job managing that roster. I think if you give Darvin Ham a roster that's similar to, to that in Milwaukee, I mean, yeah, that would be just a massive, like, chip on her shoulder, blue collar, fuck off to, to LA. Uh, would be great. But I don't know. And this front office has work to do. And we'll, we'll sort of see. And we'll, we'll see what happens. And I, I definitely think they have a lot of pressure on them. They have to nail it. And hopefully they're working in conjunction with Ansan Takumbo. The last thing I want to see, probably the last, last headline, is whoever gets hired, there's a story from Woj or Shams and saying, Ansan Takumbo is not consulted. And I'd be like, okay, here we go again. This is like Roger's shit all over again. Uh, so, yeah, we'll hopefully have to avoid that. Number two uh, is the Brewer Stars. They gotta step up. Uh, the Brewers' Star players have been struggling so far this season. Uh, Christian Yelich has not been back. You know, we always hope that Christian Yelich has a return season. He did ho- hit a home run yesterday, so I don't want to hate too hard, but it hasn't exactly been this illuminating start for the Brewer Stars. The freshmen were really that story in the month of April, but Yelich. Willie Adamas, Jesse Winker really haven't done much. Yelich right now hitting 243 with four home runs, 13 RBIs. He has 34 strikeouts, which is nearly t- actually tied for the lead for all of the Brewers. Uh, his slugging percentage is a poultry 383, and his o- OPS is 713. Willie Adamas, not much better. He has five home runs. He's hitting 212, uh, 34 strikeouts for Willie. Um, a OPS of 696. His war is 0.6. Jesse Winker has not necessarily been the guy, maybe, that the Brewers hoped he was. He still hasn't hit a home run this year. He does have 12 RBIs, so I'll give him that. 258, a little bit better, but an OPS of 663 and a war of negative one. Yelich actually has the highest war, or no, William Contreras does. William Contreras has been excellent. Uh, he has the highest war, but he actually has the second highest. Losing Garrett Mitchell has proven to be an issue for them, but these guys have to figure it out. Like, the the Brewers are playing well. They have a schedule that doesn't do them any favors coming up, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But they're going to need more out of Christian Yelich, William Adamas, and Jesse Wicker. And, and here's the thing, like, I don't need all of them to be Superman. Uh, I... If one or two gets hot like that's all that's all the brewers are going to need and i'm not ready to be like this offense is sputtering this offense is a mess um i i do think for those who say that i can't believe that that was the first double digit hit game for the brewers since like mid april that's a little concerning to me um but yeah it's predicated off those guys and those guys have to get going and stop putting pressure on yourself just play baseball Maybe it's a sign of things to come with Yel- how Yelich and Winker both played today. I don't know, uh, but we'll have to see. At least Rowdy Telez has been showing up. Um, but with Rowdy, I mean, it's, you know, nine home runs is great. but And he's hit two fifty eight, so I don't know. OPS of nine eleven is pretty solid. So I, I can't really hate on Rowdy uh, too much so far this year. But, yeah, the, the other Brewers stars, man, need to show up. Number three is the Brewers' tough May schedule. Their schedule is extremely hard. The Brewers are going to have to really hold on for dear life if they want to keep competing uh, in this NL Central and the National League. Getting swept by the Rockies is less than ideal uh, with what's on deck. You have to go to a very good San Francisco home team. The Giants, I think, are pretty solid at home. Uh, and they got a lefty out the box, and the Brewers have struggled against lefties uh, facing Shawminaya tonight. Uh, they're still, oh, actually only seven and seven at home. They won a bunch of games recently, beating the Cardinals as well as the Mets. But we've all seen how both teams are not very good to begin the year. So you have the Giants. Um, last year was a complete house of horrors there. Uh, that was what you had the two Josh Hader blown saves. Um, so hopefully history does not repeat itself there. You have to get on a plane at 3.05, one o five Pacific time, head home to play Los Angeles without a day off, and play the Dodgers, who are rolling. Uh, they have a big series themselves against San Diego. Kansas City is a little bit of a breather. And then you go to St. Louis. I know St. Louis is struggling, but I don't really care. I mean, you're, uh, Cardinals can get hot at any moment. Um, they're still going to be the boogeyman until they're not. Uh, and then you go to Tampa Bay, and then you're back home to face Houston. San Francisco, again, not as much of a worry as they are in the past. I do think they're very detailed as a baseball team. And then you go Toronto, so and at Toronto, for that matter, um, and on the road again. So there is a, like, there's not, like, a daunting road trip, right? It's two cities for really everything for the month of May. But it's the teams you're playing. And you're playing teams that don't allow for many fuck-ups. Like, yeah, San Francisco is 400, 500. St. Louis is, I think, 12 games, stunning. But they don't allow you to fuck up. Like, you can't, you have to be on your P's and Q's. You can't just be like, oh, I had an error. Like, they'll make you pay. Houston, you walk a guy, they'll make you pay. Same with Tampa Bay. So, the pessimist Brewer fans could say, like, this is the beginning to the end for them. But I, I, really don't see that. I really don't believe that. Um, I, I think that the Brewers are uh, will be just fine. And just as long as you could try to get two out of three in San Francisco, that'd be great, right? Take two out of four. Be two out of two and four on the road trip wouldn't be great, but it's not like the worst thing ever. Um, that's basically losing two series. Um, again, you want to be five hundred on the road, but if you take two and four. And the three seven and three West Coast trip you're looking at. Let's do the math here. Nine nine and seven um, on two big West Coast trips. Basically, it's not bad. You'll you'll take that every time. It's about 500, so I, I would take that. We'll see. We'll see if the Brewers can get it done. Uh, number four is Packers news, and why? What, what I say by that is, or I should have Pat no Packers news. Let's just let's say it that way, uh, because. It's pretty downtime in the nfl rookies are going to show up i think there's going to be otas at some point i don't have the nfl calendar on me but you just don't want anybody getting in trouble right you don't want anyone getting hurt and so no packers news is probably good news and that's that's i think what i hope for for the month may and the importance of not having you know a situation with one of the young guys and i have to talk about on the pod and and figure out you know what what happened what they did wrong and and where does it go from here, and what what does that do? So hopefully we do not have that conversation. Um, hopefully also we don't talk have to talk about an injury because someone like was on the turf and tore their ACL. Like we don't we don't want any of that. Um, so hopefully it is a there a sub uh, Packers news on number four is Mercedes Lewis. I don't know if you guys caught this today on Twitter. Uh, both Keshawn Nixon as well as Rasul Douglas uh, pined to bring big dog back which i fucking love uh, i really do I, I love mercedes lewis uh is probably one of my favorite packers of the last five years um and this was what was said here's what kishon nixon my i only have one wish green bay bring back 89 back fingers crossed emoji uh starting flag emoji and then rasul douglas hopped in his quote tweets same brody all caps, he's the definition, he's the, is the caps, definition of a leader, also leader caps. So when you have two defensive guys, because defensive offense don't usually, you know, talk that much. Uh, they're kind of on separate ends. You know, it's like a seventh grade dance. The guys are over in one corner, the girls are over in another corner. Um, and But when those guys are saying that about Big Dog, that means Big Dog should come back. Like, let's bring Big Dog back. And I understand, too, if Aaron Rodgers is like, hey, we got a spot for you, chase the Super Bowl with me, let's win one together, let's win one you, me, and Kobe, they're very close, right? But Marseille's Lewis has made comments in the past that whatever his future holds, it's not just going to be with Aaron Rodgers. So who knows, maybe he wouldn't, maybe he doesn't want the big city. Maybe he played in Jacksonville and Green Bay, right? Those are not necessarily big city places. No granted, would Mercedes Lewis have a ton of pressure in New York? No. But I would love to have Big Dog back. I think that'd be great for that young Packers team. They're very, very young. And I think having a leader like that would really pay off benefits. And you can use him as a six offensive lineman. You can still do stuff with Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave on the, on the field. I don't think that's going to limit what the Green Bay Packers do offensively. It'd be kind of nice to stick to Aaron Rodgers, who's my number five in the importance rankings. Aaron Rodgers has been everywhere. Aaron Rodgers, there are stories galore. Um, Greg Bishop wrote him a fucking letter on how to deal with the New York media, which was about as self-serving and narcissistic as you could get. Greg Bishop used to be a beat writer for the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has been at Madison Square Garden now three times in the last five days or so. I had an interaction with Jessica Alba Um, where Sauce Gardner did not know who Jessica Alba was. Uh, There were some quote tweets. Jessica Alba signed it Honey and Storm because Sauce Gardner was like, I only know her from the movies. I didn't know her actual name. Um, And he also tried to spit game at the girl he was with. I am also convinced that Aaron Rodgers had sex with Jessica Alba. Um, You can't convince me otherwise. Like, I don't know. It's just two beautiful people hanging out, flirting. Jessica Alba was throwing 103 off off the edge. Like... Jessica Alba just decided she was like hey just a reminder I'm fucking hot and that's what Jessica Alba did at that next game so more power to her though like if this is a platform where just girls from you know kind of my growing up years you know shout out Marissa Miller Kate Upton um I'm trying to think other other ones that come to mind uh but those two but whatever just people who've kind of not been in the shadows and then they just come back to be at the garden and just throw heat like I'm all for that. Uh, so yeah, but anyways, Rogers is number five because I, I think you guys are going to get really sick of these Roger stories. I'm already sick of them. And I think the... I'm t- I told you guys this. I hammered this home to you. These Roger stories are going to get nauseating. And at some point, it's going to get really tired. And it's going to get really to the point where it's like, how many more fucking Aaron Rodgers stories do we need? Um, so yeah, I, I think... I think it's going to get get there I think we're going to kind of hit our threshold uh, as we get closer and closer uh, to the NFL season and if Aaron Rodgers still sticks around New York if Aaron Rodgers goes away then yeah the stories go away and that's just how it works but we'll just sort of have to see all right where are we at time can we do a Brewers Golden Kegs but I'll, I'll give you a quick spiel just really really quick you can look at the Brewers series in two ways the optimistic way is hey everybody in the nl central sucked this week Cubs lost two out of three to the nationals the cardinals continued to be a tail swing tail spin they got swept by the angels the pittsburgh pirates were humbled the old country way when they went to tampa bay and they got swept the cincinnati reds won one game not that they matter as much but cincinnati reds only won one game against san diego so no one won in the nl central this week so because the Brewers lost, like they didn't really lose any ground. They didn't really, you know, lose position at all. Everybody sort of just stayed in their place and maybe took a step back with the teams they're playing. Now the pessimist would look at it and say, the Brewers should have fucking made a run here. Like they could have easily been first place. They could have, you know, you know, kind of gained some ground on the other teams. And yeah, I, I get that. But this is baseball, man. You just you just kind of never know. So that's my quick little Brewer spiel on Coors. I think they, again, there are certain stadiums that they just do not seem to play well, see, do not seem to catch any breaks, PNC comes to mind. Uh, honestly, uh, they, they've played okay. I mean, I know the hater stuff from last year. I was gonna say the giant stadium, AT&T, or I think it's AT&T now, it's not Oracle. It used to be Oracle, um, but now I think it's AT&T would haunt them but i I don't think it's been there have been some bad games there uh they've they had a bad one years ago at turnbo where turnbow blew a save i believe i'd have to have fact check myself on that but yeah it's san francisco has definitely been a little up and down for the brewers in the past hopefully it's more up than it is down this weekend all right quick golden kegs to run through it uh and then we'll ride out uh five five kegs freddie peralta uh freddie peralta was incredible did not deserve the loss um i hope or he didn't actually have lost. He no decision. But he deserved to win. He was so good in that game. That was not a game that Freddie Peralta should have lost. Uh, Wade Miley is four kegs. I still like what Wade Miley did today. I know he got himself into trouble in the seventh inning. Maybe, maybe that was a little bit too much from Craig Council. Uh, but, yeah, it was good stuff from Wade Miley before it all fell apart. Uh, three kegs, Jesse Winker. I felt like he was the best offense player this week. He had multiple two-hit games. Hopefully... That's a sign of things to come maybe some homers you know thrown in there two guys Peter is lucky i know he kind of got bad luck on tuesday kind of had bad luck on thursday you know basically if the infield's not playing in that's an easy out for the brewers but the same time you got those runners on so i i don't have a ton of sympathy for you and one k i, got, I mentioned at the nl central all right that does it um have a good one. Uh, back on Monday, we're gonna talk coaching carousels and whatever else. Maybe we'll check in on the NBA playoffs, um, and yeah, maybe you know find some Packer topics and anything. And well, we'll talk Brewers, do Brewers golden kegs uh, for San Francisco, get ourselves ready for the Dodgers series, and yeah, I don't know. We're we'll we'll keep it rolling. So appreciate all the support, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Take care. Bye.